The following podcast is a Clutch Media production. Welcome to They Get It. My name's Kelsey, and my co-host Emma and I love direct-to-consumer brands. Whether it's an amazing customer experience or a really killer social strategy, this podcast will feature the brands and founders who just get it. Okay, we've got a bit of a different style happening this week. Emma and I got on the mic to talk about a few things that we've talked about probably hundreds of times over the past couple of years. And it starts with, you know, imposter syndrome and being put into places that you don't feel qualified for. And we go through tons of tips and tricks on how to think differently, how to catch these negative thought patterns and how to overcome them. And then we also talk a little bit about learning new things and your approach to work that can really help build the right mindset. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's so top of mind for us because these are things that we've confronted a lot and are still working on. And Mm -hmm. I think something we see a lot. And I just, I hate when people have so much potential and such great ideas and it's their own thoughts standing in their way. And I've been that person. I still am a lot of the time. Um, And so I think, yeah, it's just good stuff for us to share and we hope it's helpful. And yeah, and I think it also just gives you a chance to get to know us a little bit better too. Mm -hmm. It's kind of fun. This episode is sponsored by Everyday Skincare. Everyday was created to bridge the gap between clean, effective skincare with a minimalistic routine. So founded on the principles that skincare should be simple, use as few products as possible, and have them work perfectly with one's skin, the brand began as a line of purely custom blended formulations for individual clients. Discovering the most commonly requested targeted concerns, they expanded their assortment to offer four specialized lines of effective plant-powered skin essentials. At every day, they believe that skin health is better than skin perfection, helping their customers feel more confident in their own skin every single day. Love it. So yeah, what I love the most about every day is just the premise that she started her business on, which is that she tested with individuals, she built custom formulations, and then she found out that they worked. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're getting direct feedback right from your customers before launching. It's just such a good way to come to the market with a product that you know works and i think that's what makes me so confident in the products Mm -hmm. and so we'd love for you to try them out too and you can use our code they get at 15 to get 15 percent off your first order with every day today kelsey and i wanted to sit down just the two of us and talk through a few things that have been on our mind just a couple of things some quarantine thoughts if you will Yeah, like we honestly get into these conversations a lot and then we're like, oh shoot, we should have been recording that. That was really good. Um, And so we have a few things we've kind of been like stockpiling that we wanted to talk through. So I think one of the first ones is the emotions that can come along with entrepreneurship and especially just of like putting yourself out there and creating something. And I think this is something I've probably felt more than you have, Kels. Yeah, I think so. Well, and like anytime you're chartering new territory, you're doing something for the first time, there are going to be hurdles that you have to overcome. And I think you've got some really good examples of literally like a toolbox that helped you get over each hurdle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 
I think when I started at Shopify and I was suddenly around people who had this really entrepreneurial mindset and they were putting themselves out there and they were cheering on everyone else who was doing it, it that's what initially got my wheels turning. Yeah. But there was so much work between my wheels starting to turn and actually getting to the point where I could like put something out there. Um, and I think like really the biggest catalyst was starting to recognize like the mechanisms that I had in place that were holding me back. Um, and this came from working with a coach. Hmm. Okay. So did you, did you reach out to a coach before you knew these were issues or was that like the triggering point to go book a session with the coach? Yeah. Like it was my first probably six months at Shopify and it was just overwhelming across the board. Like (laughs) I was a new grad. I literally had no idea what anything was like. And it was just hilarious. Like this, like 22, 23, yeah. like calling these like C-suites of these big companies and like, hey, you should do this with your e-commerce. Like, I don't know why they would even listen to me. But anyways, so there was just a lot of stuff I was working with and I found out shot by coaches. So I just went and booked a session with Patty, who's been mentioned on this podcast oh, before. Love Patty. Probably be mentioned again. And as like, I started just to talk through like the things I was struggling with. I think she kind of helped me start to build that awareness. I think we need to pause here because a lot of people I know are in the same boat and might not even recognize it. When you're sitting in the chair with Patty for that first time, what kinds of things are you bringing up for her that she recognizes? Okay, here are hurdles that we need to get over. Mm, I, imposter syndrome was a really big one. Mm-hmm. And then just like, can you can you explain imposter syndrome just for anyone that's not aware? Yeah. So imposter syndrome is essentially like you feel like you've somehow like tricked the system mm-hmm. and you've gotten in and you're doing something and like they're going to figure out that you're actually not all you're cracked up <laughs> all you're cracked up to be or whatever. Like for me, I was like, how the hell did I get this job? Yeah. Like that was what was in my head all the time. Um, like I'm not cut out for it. Yeah. I I think that's just it. And like, it's not always like, oh, they're going to find me out. Sometimes it's like, I don't even think I can do this. You start to mm-hmm. doubt yourself. You start to doubt your capabilities. And that is so harmful, especially when you're starting a business or like going out, taking a leap of faith. You need to be the one betting on yourself. A hundred percent. And I think that like couples in with just like fear of what people think. hundred percent. And I think over time I've learned that, like that has to come from yourself because mm-hmm. everyone's going to have an opinion and their opinions don't pay the bills. So like <laughs> you need to be able to get over that hurdle, but uh, it takes a lot of time. And like I said, I think the first step is always awareness. Yeah. Okay. So you're sitting in that chair, you're telling Patty like, Hey, I don't think I'm cut out for this. And she's like, ah, imposter syndrome. Once you recognize that that's part of your thought pattern, how do you overcome that? Honestly, I'm like still working on imposter syndrome. And I think so many women in particular do. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a very, I mean, I, I know that men experience it as well, but I think it's very women centric to feel like you're not doing enough and you have to do everything and across like all aspects of your life. Otherwise you're not killing it. And it's like, hmm. it just isn't the case. So I think a lot of it comes back to like self-compassion mm-hmm. and kindness and like, it takes time to learn things. And I think this ties into like, what is your mindset in those experiences? Like, are you getting upset with yourself when you're not very something out like the first time you try it? Yeah. Or are you able to like pick yourself up and keep trying? Um, 
And I think that's what eventually builds confidence, Mm -hmm. which then helps overcome the imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think people understand how impactful negative thought patterns are, right? And if you talk to yourself that way, you're going to assume that everyone else is thinking the same things about you, even though that is not rooted in reality. Exactly. Like something I tell myself all the time is your anxiety is lying to you. Yeah. These thoughts that seem so certain in your head are actually not rooted in reality. Yeah. And one really easy tool I've used to help say like, oh, are these mechanisms that are trying to keep me safe? Um, or is it an actual truth? It's like just looking for the truth. Hmm. Like, okay, I think this person thinks I'm incapable. Why? Hmm. What did they say or do that would actually lead me to think that versus what am I projecting because of my own imposter syndrome or insecurity or whatever? Totally. A shout out Patty because I've, I've booked sessions with her where we go through what is the fact versus the fiction? Mm-hmm. Where is the truth in the story that I'm telling myself? It is such a powerful exercise for imposter syndrome, for self-doubt, for pretty much any like negative thought pattern, stripping it down into what's actually true versus what you're telling yourself is like fundamental. Yeah. And I think it's so important to build awareness over that because they seem so certain to us because they've been there for so long, right? Like these mechanisms we develop when we're younger to keep us safe because our brain isn't fully functioning enough to like actually make sense of situations. And so we develop these mechanisms that are designed to keep us safe. It's like a a mental shortcut. Can you give an example, like go micro, what's something that might serve you when you're younger, maybe even like caring about what other people think or something like that. And then when you get older and you realize it doesn't serve you anymore. We were, we were talking before about the one where you're like, when you're younger, you should care a little bit about what other people think because they know more than you. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, if you want to keep yourself safe and fed and healthy, it makes sense to care about what other people yeah. think. And then that you kind of outgrow that when you can take care of yourself. Exactly. Exactly. Like once you become a fully functioning adult and you're not relying on other people to keep you safe and well, then like you actually don't need to be hyper alert. Um, but it can also come like we're social beings. Like when mm-hmm. we're kids growing up, you want to fit in mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily know exactly how to do that. So you might start mimicking your behavior to be like other people. And then you learn to be hyper aware of what other people are wearing or saying Mm -hmm. or doing because you want to fit in. Um, But eventually you learn that like, that's not really serving you really focusing on what other people are doing. And rather it's like building that own confidence within yourself Mm -hmm. so that even if people do have something to say, which spoiler alert, they probably don't give a fuck, to be yeah, honest. Like, they probably true. just don't even care. Um, but once you build that like inner confidence and you can't be rocked, that's, I think, when not only are you going to be more successful, but you just have so much more peace of mind. Yeah. And everything you're doing is more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. And one of the things Emma and I always talk about is the idea of like momentum and building confidence over a series of events. One thing I've found super powerful in combating imposter syndrome is working your way up. And so what I mean by that is like maybe at first, like I'm going to give a very pointed example. I needed to to learn how to edit audio. I am not good with details, let alone audio software. So that was like 
a big scary mountain that I was not prepared to climb. And then you learn little things like maybe it's how to make a different kind of coffee or maybe it's how to exercise in a different way. And you start to teach yourself that you're capable of doing hard things. Well, I guarantee enough of those at bats. And then you get to the audio editing and you're like, no, 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 I am capable. You basically Mm -hmm. established this growth mindset within yourself and you trust yourself more to figure it out even when you don't come to the table with all your skills. Absolutely. Like taking action feeling the fear and doing it anyways right like that's such a game changer and can be such a catalyst for good change in your life it's the same thing I've talked about of like I moved across the country knowing nobody I started a job knowing nobody knowing no idea what I was doing and all of a sudden I was doing it Mm -hmm. I was fully supporting myself I was paying my rent I was making new friendships I was doing well at my job and it's like oh I can do it Mm -hmm. like it's And then that imposter syndrome, I think, slowly starts to fade away Mm -hmm. once you start. So just like put yourself out there and try. Yeah. And you're probably going to be surprised at what the outcome is. Totally. I mean, it's the fear of the unknown. And then you step into the unknown and you're like, wait a minute, I can touch all four sides of this box from my position right now. It's not nearly as big and scary as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. It's like everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yeah. It's so true. Like once you take that jump, um, you start to like everything that you can imagine for yourself starts to become a little bit more real. It is just that building momentum and continually putting yourself in the arena as Brene Brown. Yeah. We've dropped a few Brene quotes in this episode (laughs) already. We, we love a good Brene moment. (laughs) The other thing, I don't know if maybe we want to talk about this, but we, because we haven't aired this episode yet, but we bring on Jenna from the Silk Labs um, in an episode and she talks about like, yeah, I'm not a serial entrepreneur. This is literally my first venture and I Google everything. Mm. And I feel like that's, I don't know whose fault it is, to be honest. If we were to like strip it back and see where this comes from, I don't know what the source is. But all of these entrepreneurs that think because they haven't done this before, because they don't have business backgrounds, because they don't know how to run Facebook and Instagram ads, they are incapable of starting a business. But it's like, that is so untrue. There's nothing that you can't Google and learn mm-hmm. if you're willing to be patient and put in the work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Is your Do you have a growth mindset, which would say, I don't know how to do this, but I trust myself to figure it out and I trust in my capabilities? Or do you have a fixed mindset that's saying, I don't know how to do it and I can't figure it out because I don't know how? Yeah. That in itself is probably one of the biggest differentiators. And the beautiful thing is you can change your mindset. Yeah. Like, it takes work for some people it takes more work than others Mm -hmm. and it can take years like these are things that I'm still working on Mm -hmm. I feel like I've made progress but I'm still working and um, I think it's like making that commitment to yourself yeah to you know if you want to reach your full potential like making these commitments to really create the foundation for yourself to set you up for success Mm -hmm. yeah so I think like kind of to sum up some of the things we've covered it's awareness building awareness of those thoughts that maybe aren't serving you and probably aren't true. Mm -hmm. It's your mindset and actively trying to create a growth mindset. Yeah. And it's action. Yeah. Building momentum. Yeah. Totally. It's taking steps, even if they're small to start building up that confidence. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's going to be times where maybe things fall through and it doesn't go how you want. But the more time, the more at-bats you have, yeah, the more chances you have of building that momentum, building that confidence and kind of getting 
getting started. Yeah. It's all just one step away from starting. Literally, there's nothing holding you back. If you're excited about something and if you're ready to commit to it, just take that first step. Mm. On the idea of like committing, this is a bit of a, a side step from the imposter syndrome conversation. But like, let's say you're looking at the sequence of events. You've identified that maybe you haven't had the strongest growth mindset up until this point. You identify that there's a business you want to start and you're ready to commit. This ties in really nicely with something I've been reading lately in Deep Work by Cal Newport. Love Cal Newport, by the way. If anyone is interested in like reframing how they think about their career and the actual like approach to work, Cal Newport is the best out there. And one of the things that he talks about in Deep Work is this commitment to building your craft. And I think when we hear this, we think, oh, that only applies to, you know, woodworkers or um, like actual craftsmen or Etsy shops and things like that. And I just feel like there's parallels we can draw from those examples and apply it to no matter what it is that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the examples that Emma and I were just talking about is um, this this like blacksmith, basically, he takes a piece of iron and he hammers it with a mallet for eight hours straight to craft the sword. Okay. Which sounds crazy. It sounds like there's way more work going into this handmade sword than if you were to just go get one that's like pre-made or manufactured. And they say that there's a shift in his approach to work. So in the first, you know, 40 swings, they call it, you can see that he's aggressive and there's a lot of power behind his strokes and he's getting impatient. And then once he hits that like 40th swing of the hammer, he kind of shifts almost into like a dance where his movements are more calculated. They're more rhythmic. He has like a little smile on his face. And when they interview him afterwards, he tells the story of like, no, this is the craft. I lean into the hard work. And I know that by creating some like mind body connection, I'm going to have a better result at the end. And there's a sense of accomplishment that comes with perfecting this craft. Mm -hmm. And I think that applies so well to entrepreneurship. Like don't hold yourself accountable to learning everything in three seconds. Mm -hmm. Fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the craft and find a way to lean into it and make the entire process enjoyable. Yes. A hundred percent. And that's something we've been talking about with the podcast too, is like, we want it to be a fun thing for us to do because then the outputs are going to be more enjoyable to listen to. And like, it helps us in the long run. Um, and it's hard when like, you just want something to grow and be at the level that you know it can be at. Mm -hmm. But if you get caught up in that, like you're, it's going to show through in your content that you're trying to rush something or push something. And that just never never works out in the long run. Not only do you have bad content, but like you as the founder will not remain consistent. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee it. If you don't mm -hmm. like the work that you're doing, there's only so much willpower that can yeah. <laughs> carry you through. Yeah. 100%. And it's like if you can pivot it to make it something that works for you and that doesn't feel yeah. like work, then it's easier to be that consistent in the long term, which is what you need yeah. to eventually be successful. I can I can literally go back to the audio editing example that I gave earlier. And my approach to that was like, I know the end result that I'm looking for. And like, what are all the possible ways that I can get there? I can pay someone else to do this. I can push this content live with terrible audio, or I can put in the work and put in the time and create a product that I'm like proud to put out there. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it like that, 
I feel like that sets yourself up for like, I know this is going to be difficult, but of my options, this is the one that we just need to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that forcing function is all you need. If I can give like a bit of advice on what worked, um, it's first of all, to not boil the ocean, learn in little increments, one bit at a time. And for me, I dedicated before anyone else woke up, I would get up at like six in the morning and I would just watch YouTube videos before I even opened Audacity. I would just learn how other people approach audio editing. And then I would do that for, I think I probably did like 20 to 30 hours of just watching YouTube and people editing audio. And then by the time I got into editing ours, I had that foundation built Mm -hmm. and it wasn't as like stressful or as frustrating as it could have been. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. And yeah, I can give some advice on like imposter syndrome and building awareness of your mechanisms and, and what's holding you back. I would say that just remember that our mind wants to keep us safe. Anxiety exists because doing the same thing is the safe option. And that's what our brains want us to do. We're wired to obviously want to keep ourselves safe and doing something different and putting yourself out there is change and that's scary and your mind will try to talk you out of it. So I think just almost expecting that's going to be there and not letting those doubts hold you back because they're not true. Mm-hmm. Um, is huge Hmm. like instead of being like well i have all these doubts like i'm just not cut out for it it's like no 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 no. everyone has those doubts Mm -hmm. and how are you ensuring that they aren't holding you back so for me that's consistently working with a coach and like making a commitment to myself that this is work that takes like years it's not going to be a quick fix um my meditation practice is really helpful for just building awareness and observing my thoughts i try to observe my thoughts as an objective third party rather than say like I am my thoughts um, and that really helps them have less control over you um, and then yeah building that supportive support system I yeah. think are like the biggest things that have helped me work through these yeah work through this yep 100% you're out there, you're uncomfortable, you're not alone. And whether it's reaching out to us and the podcast, we are more than happy to support. We've got such an amazing network of entrepreneurs who have been there, out there killing it, doing the hard things. And we just want to create this community for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously we're big like personal development junkies. So if you have a good book you think we'd like and want us to talk about, or there's other topics, like let us know. Like you said, these are conversations we literally just have all the time. Um, So yeah, we'd love to hear what you'd like us to talk about next. And until then, thank you for tuning into this solo episode and we'll see you next week. See you then. Okay, I hope you guys found that helpful. I know we still don't have it drilled down perfectly, but as two people who have dealt with imposter syndrome and feeling like we're so out of our depth learning new things these are the things that helped us and i hope you guys found value in it too yeah i hope so too let us know what takeaways you took from the episode and if there's other things you'd like us to touch on we're more than happy to do that and thanks again to our sponsor of today's episode everyday skincare reminder you can use our code they get it 15 for 15 percent off your first order and last but not least if you like our content please rate review subscribe Find us on Instagram at they.get.it for more content and we'll see you next week. See you next week.